0: Blog Talk Radio. Never die. Legends of the cage proud sponsor of funky monkey mma radio helping legends of yesterday and tomorrow you can find them on social media on twitter at true mma hof or on facebook at facebook.com slash legends of the cage or go to the website legendsofthecage.com that's legends of the cage together with funky monkey mma radio you can listen to funky monkey mma radio on itunes stitzer radio blog talk radio player fm cast roller the tune in radio app MMAFutures.com and FightBookMMA.com If you want the freshest news and notes on MMA, then check out FunkyMonkeyMMA.com Interested in sponsoring the show? Then send an email to FunkyMonkeyMMA at gmail.com
1: You're listening to Funky
0: Monkey MMA MMA fans, are you looking for something to set you apart? Then check out AltercationClothing.com Altercation Clothing is a brand with attitude, offering fans and fighters alike a variety of specialty shirts. If you won't back down, then you're ready for an altercation. Altercation Clothing can be found on Facebook at Facebook.com altercationclothing Altercation Clothing. Altercation Clothing is a proud sponsor of Funky Monkey MMA Radio. Are you looking for a new MMA website to check out? Then get over to MMAWreckage.com. For the latest news, analysis, videos, in-depth blogs, fighter interviews, and more, from the local shows to the UFC, MMAWreckage.com has you covered. You can find MMA Wreckage on social media as well, on Twitter at MMA Wreckage or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash page. So stay up to date with all things MMA at MMAWreckage.com. MMA Futures and Funky Monkey Radio, partner together to bring you the latest fighter interviews and MMA news. Check out MMAFutures.com.
1: You're listening to Funky Monkey MMA.
2: Susan Zingari here, and boy, do we have a big show for you today at Funky Monkey MMA Radio. You don't want to miss part two of our fascinating interview with Dan, because in part two, you'll find out why Dan is calling out Ken Shamrock and Hoyce Gracie, and why he really wants to come out of retirement just to fight them.
1: So I got to college to realize that, Dan. I was at the Nationals, and I watched this guy get a single leg. I'll never forget this guy's name was Peter Yazzo. And the guy scooped his single leg and had his leg over damn near over his head, and this man would not go down. I've never, you know, normally when you get a single leg that high, the person just falls down.
3: Oh, yeah, this yeah. guy it's had his single bad leg, bad. and he yeah. and he
1: would not go down. I, I, I've never witnessed that; just blew my mind. Like, you know, because you're just so accustomed. To, oh, you got my leg; I'll go down. He would not no. go down, and that was like the most amazing thing I've ever seen in a wrestling match. Like, they go. It goes to show you, it is a battle of wills. He just refused to go down.
3: Yeah, now when, when, you know I said you know, the state of the mind, but you know, anymore the clips that I that that I get posted, because uh, again, there's a lot of Amish Wrestling people that, that are are friends with me on Facebook, right there. and They, they keep showing me. uh all these different wrestling clips and these guys are just doing some most phenomenal things that are like, wow, my body doesn't even bend like that. You know, these different techniques off. incredible.
4: Well, hey, Gene, we haven't heard from you in a while. You're still there, buddy. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I'm still here. Yeah, I'm just, uh, I'm just listening to everything.
3: We, 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 we kind of we like took over the show ourselves here right now.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just enjoying all the stories and everything, yeah.
2: Yeah, I got a question for you, Dan. Is the danger zone ever coming back? You know,
4: I, I, I'm
3: hoping so. It's uh, I, I've got a couple projects on my plate. One of those happens to be involves the Bixby Shorts uh, Company. Um, I, I really want to help out the amateur level more than anything. Is what what my love is for because pro level it, it, it follows the unified rules across the United States across. Across the world, they all abide by the unified rules. But amateur MMA differs from state to state to state. And, um, and, and like a state like a Michigan, they don't even regulate amateur MMA at all. And, and it's uh, – you've got I'll, – I'll bet you got 20-plus promotions that are out there running MMA shows on the amateur level. And you can flush probably 17, 18 of them right down the toilet because – there are there's no blood work being done. They don't have a doctor that's being there. There's uh, just there's nothing in place for for fighter safety and referees or, or judges. They just guys are drinking beer. They're just I've seen some most most horrendous things taking place at these shows. So i I would like to do that on amateur level, but then um, I've got a couple of diabolical ideas on what should be done on the pro level to make it an even edgier more exciting sport than what it is, and it would not would not change, it would not affect the rules or regulations whatsoever, be just fine.
2: Yeah, I think we need something like that right now. I, I feel like there's a little too much. I think the cage comes into play a lot. And if people are playing the, the game now instead of, you know, I don't see a lot of fighters in MMA anymore. I see a lot of people who are using the rules, the unified rules to win fights. You know they have you have the lay and pray who who you know they they get take you down and they lay on top of you and they don't do anything or the guys who push you against the fence and wait till you get tired and they don't do anything. There's not a lot of guys out there who are fighting anymore, and I think there's got to be some kind of change because yep. first thing is we are so saturated right now. There's a fight every other second on television. It's going to be on every single day, and I think people are going to get numb to it if all we're seeing is you know 15 minutes of guys holding each other on the fence.
3: Yep, totally agree that there's, there's there's so much content that's taking place and, 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 and the way that the UFC continues to um get more people on their fight pass. Yeah, I, I know they signed recently they recently signed a deal with uh Pancras for, for fifteen years all of their shows coming up on on, on Fight Pass and I know that there's other companies that they've other past companies that they that absorbed, and, and again, they're, they're all on, on their right path there as well. And again, I'm not saying that wrong because, you know, uh, they took a uh, they took a a, a, a uh, small investment that they they've, uh, they have done quite well for themselves. But I think I think there is room for competition, and competition is a good thing because, bottom line, who will who, who will benefit most from the competition, and it's the athletes themselves, and that's where. You look at the difference between say, boxing and MMA. Would have, uh Mike Tyson? Would a uh, uh, I'm, I'm drawing some blanks right now. And, and some, some some boxing names: Mike Tyson, Vander Holyfield. Would any of these guys would they fight for the same money that the very top UFC fighter is making?
2: Oh, absolutely not.
3: So laugh made on out. I mean, when you think about Mayweather, that's the name I am trying to come up. You're approach Mayweather. Let's oh, yeah. say, would you would you fight for whatever the money was that was being offered to to Ronda Rousey for her last fight? I, I really feel that eventually down the road you will see that happening for a MMA fighter. Each industry, when you think about football, they have the Super Bowl. We think, well, professional wrestling, they've got their WrestleMania. Now, again, I'm using two different differences here right now, but, you know, baseball, they've got the World Series. I mean, everyone's got, you know, the, the Hockeys have got the Stanley Cup. when are When is there going to be this? The, the UFC pushes the UFC problem. When are you going to see the best UFC fighter versus the best Bellator fighter versus the best King of the Cage fighter versus the best... Uh, World Series of Fighting uh, uh, champion. I mean, that will be cool when you see this once a year extravaganza where you have these top four or five promotions and they're coming together. But the hardest part, and Andy already said it right now because of the machismo, it'll be tougher because we have to deal with these owners' egos. The athletes yeah. will want it. The athletes will want it. It's just that the ownership of these owners will not allow it.
1: Definitely, uh, I yeah. Foresee,
3: I I foresee that happening eventually. I just don't know. The keywords here oh, is eventually. I how much time does that the pass for stuff like that happen. I think it will right. probably happen in overseas somewhere else where they'll 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 have some European champions versus some some uh Asian champions versus you know whatever. I mean, I think I think we'll see it probably somewhere else again because because of technology.
1: You I, know? I think if you got so, some of the sambo Russian guys, the big money sambo Russian guys, if they formulated yep. some sort of a promotion, then you can have like a true like world champion. That I I love that idea, but uh, like you say, would you be able to get the guys to work together? That 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 would probably be the sticking point.
3: Yeah, and there are yeah. I mean, literally worldwide there are a lot of different MMA companies worldwide, um, and uh, you know they all have their various champions too. So I, it's something that right. it, it, it it'll happen. You know, we're talking about now, but it, it eventually the the inevitability. I always tell people, one constant factor is change. Yeah. So it's going to change. I mean, it's already changed already in, in the last twenty one years. Changed a lot. The athletes have evolved that much more. And I throw myself underneath that bus on that, and I always tell people when I walked in there, I go, "What was that? What was my martial?" I go, "I told people I was an American wrestler and they I like, couldn't, and then I had people looking at me, "Well, what's that going to do for you?" I go, "I'm not quite sure. I'm kind of making this up as I go." But it just one gets one gets a little bit inspired when what they realize they're inside of a cage that something's starting to swing down upon them. I don't care if you're it's, if it's going into defensive mode, or offensive mode, or I think it's always a combination of both. I mean, Manny, when you, when you walked in there your first time, I mean,
1: what did you think? What was going through your mind? Well, you know, I, I went in, I tell you, I, I have to be honest with you. My background as a wrestler, I thought, was going to carry me through. I had no intentions of even throwing a punch. I was just going to go in and wrestle. So I, I I was I was looking forward. I, I, even then, I thought the only way to advance was to to grapple your way through, as opposed to punching your way through. It's uh-huh. just that when I got knocked on my ass, I, my, everything flew out the window. So,
3: well, but I, you know, I, but that, my I,
1: my day was the wrestle. So yeah, that go, that, go, that went, goes
3: back that, that that cliche I say to all, uh, with a lot of young fighters I go. Everyone's got a plan until they get punched in the
1: face. So you, so I get think plan- you, get, you get punched. Yeah, you I get knocked easy. on. You. <laughs> I okay. planned it out for weeks, and then I got knocked on my ass, and everything flew out the window. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I
3: think well, I've been. I've, I've been taking pretty good times, but was it like I saw three of them. And I kept thinking, "Go for the guy in the middle." Those other two guys, they don't exist. Go for the guy in the middle.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, but you you got to laugh about it now because I mean, you realize, well, it's like you, you dodge the bullets or you're, you're okay and, and, and life moves on. I
1: oh, no, definitely.
4: Right. No, definitely. Uh, yeah, One of your biggest accomplishment, uh, accomplishments was being one of uh, the earliest inductees into the UFC Hall of Fame. Since it's still a relatively new concept, are there any new fighters that you feel maybe should be inducted, but haven't yet. Maybe some fighters that are possibly being overlooked for that position. Oh yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. I mean, it's well, I mean, well. Yeah, of course there is. Fred, those I'm, I'm not very much. I'm not much of a, a politician. I I kind of calls it as I see it. The reality is, who's on the selection committee? Who's voting? These in the first place. I mean, that I I, I I I have been put in uh, quite a few different my short of names over the years. And the reality is a lot of them, they actually just say a board, there's a panel. And, and you're you're nominated, you're and it's for this, this, this. I mean, even for myself, I go, how was I ever picked in the first place? Uh, I have no idea. I mean, do I feel good? Am I happy that I did? Sure, I am. But the same token, it's, there, there's there's people from the old... Regime, the old No Holds Barred era, they they did something for the sport. They took some crazy risk, and yet they'll never they'll never make it in. If you know, you, you got to look at the UFC has had three different ownerships over the the decades. So, I mean, it, again you look at Horrie uh, Gracie and Art David were the first, first two owners and then it went on to Bob Myowitz of the Semper 4 Entertainment Group and, and now to your quarter, uh, uh, current ownership of the Fertina Brothers and did away. But all the way through they're really who's on the selection committee? Who's on the nomination committee? Who's voting That's you know the, 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 the other Hall of Fames that I've been involved with there's an actual they nominate people and they nominate people based upon this, this, this merit. And again, it opens up, it's not just for the the part that I like about it is the fact that in order for the sport to have grown there's all types of different factors. So it's not all just based upon athletes being put into Hall of Fame. There's, there's some people that, that have influenced it, such as maybe a, you know, a referee or a, a journalist or a you know, uh, uh, one of the the corner uh, people that have been, there, have been uh, that have been there for all these years. So I mean, I like all the different categories because it they're they're all a piece of puzzle that bring bring this crazy thing together. Because it's uh, not just about athletes get together. I mean, there's 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 a lot of organizations pull off these shows. So I, I am glad that they are right right <laughs> or or not that way are okay but that's the best answer i can come up with
4: well yeah yeah, i do understand what you're saying um yeah i mean i didn't really think about it until you brought it up i really don't know how they do actually vote to uh, how they actually vote to induct them into the hall of fame i'm not i'm not really sure uh, about the committee or anything like that behind it
2: from what i understand dana decides Uh oh just dana
3: uh, one day when I when I finally get get around to finish up uh, at least one one of my books, you know, right now I've actually been writing this book. Uh, Red those. I've been, I have, I've got I've been writing this book for well over a decade. The problem is I have too much content. I have probably over a thousand pages. But on one page alone, you'll you'll have all these these little small paragraphs. But one paragraph that might might have these four or five sentences sentences that will say something like Leipzig, East Germany. Russian negotiations, lots of vodka. Now, those <laughs> those, those four or five lines are, are enough to trigger what would probably be a 15- to 20-page story because there's not even East Germany anymore. And it's probably about four or five, I'll say four, four to six months ago, I had a German uh Radio company. They, they they did an interview with me, and so through the, through the course of the conversation, they're like going, "Well, because we talk about all these different places I've been to, doing this, doing that." They're like, "Well, have you ever been to Germany?" I go, "Well, no." I said, "I've been to East, and I've been to West, but I have not been to just Germany." they like, "What?" I go, "Well, again, it's a history lesson. I had I flew into West part of a wrestling team. We had to cross the Iron Curtain." Uh. To go into the West and then uh, compete in Leipzig, East Germany. I said I've seen the, the, the Iron Curtain, I've seen the Berlin Wall—not just once, but on three different occasions. Once I had there. Yeah. You know, yeah. So it just you know, education there. You know, first time I went to Russia. Wasn't known as Russia. It Was known as the Soviet Union, Cold War era. So I get it. Just education. Just just it goes to show I've been around a long time. I always tell people I started my I started my wrestling journey in 1969. I was teaching wrestling by nineteen seventy one and seventy two and you all were born when?
1: <laughs> well, I was born in the sixties, so I'm I'm not far behind. You. Right, right. Well,
3: okay, well but my well, I I gotta feel but most people that I talk to nowadays yeah, yeah. I wasn't born until the nineteen eighties. I wasn't born until nineteen nineties and and as I go on it just it just it just gives the people that at least let not know that better around Long time, just just for sure the fact that you've, you've lived this long. Hopefully, people have acquired you know knowledge and stuff like that. You know, I, yeah. I, have I made mistakes? Sure, I have. I've learned from my mistakes. And I try to advise younger people. You know, <laughs> I right, right. right,
1: cool. That's that's a good point you made too about Germany. But well, uh, I, I, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, Cause I, I, I've yeah, been to the unified it. Germany. And I still see the difference between the East and the West, even though it's unified oh, There's there's yeah. still a difference. So I, I I get what you're saying, like that that just hit home with what you just said.
3: Yeah, I mean oh. the, the the biggest the biggest difference I'll say right there, When I was in East Germany it was like walking into a black and white uh movie. And then when I went way <laughs> right back over to the uh, uh to the west it was like uh, now I'm in I'm in and I'm, in, I'm, in, I'm in, i got full color here once again it's just, it's just a whole <laughs> difference on I'm <laughs> um, just uh, people's, people's atmosphere uh the way that they i mean really I everything mean, from from the, the way they dress to the attitude and stuff like this uh so yeah it's it's just, 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 it's just just a different
1: no you, you hit the nail on the head man i think i'm right through East germany i see bullet holes in buildings and stuff like whoa <laughs> and then you go yeah. over to uh the, the west side and you know everything is all beautiful and green and like
3: what the hell yep. happened? <laughs> yeah, it, it, it just it's it just it's just a wall. It's a it's a fence. I mean, it's an iron curtain, Berlin Wall. It's like, wow, awesome. And then, then, put edu- uh, education? I was there for people. Sure, I went to college. I said, but the greatest education ever was traveling, uh, while the doing way. all my wrestling type of stuff. The traveling, yeah. meeting people, and just getting to know. I mean, people are are almost the, exactly the same, the world over. They just want the best for their families, stuff like that. And and to be left alone by their government. <laughs> it's the government. <laughs> uh, I I come to this conclusion. If we got rid of all the governments in the world, I think the people get along just fine. It's these meddling people that to try to think that they know what's best for you. So and again I, I I've been in so many so many different industries like like law enforcement. You know, I, I have a ground defensive tax program, I've been teaching since 1994. four uh I, I teach the law enforcement, I teach the corrections, uh I've done stuff with air marshals, border patrol and, and military. They all have different types of uniforms, different types of gear that they have to tote and stuff like this. So it, it, it's it's all different. But uh typically you have some bureaucrat that knows nothing about your industry that tries to dictate what you do. I'm thinking you live in a, a gated community. You've never been this type, you've never been in, in this industry. That's why, to me, it's like, if you if, use this law enforcement as an example, if you're never involved in law enforcement, it's type that capacity, how should you have the right to dictate policy? But, again, that's where I'll never be voted into a, a political position just because I, I, don't, I don't think the world is ready for that, that type of candor. Of course, I don't know. We've got Trump. He's, he's got an awful lot of candor to him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah oh wow well,
2: you're hey, hey, hey. more and more like a politician every day yeah <laughs> no,
3: it's, 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 it's not like I can sling the ball anymore <laughs> 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 if listeners were were amused by the, our little antics here, so if I just want to know a little bit more about at least myself dan Severn? you know I, I do have a website dan dot com it has all the different uh facebook this twitter that so I have to tweak my peeps, and yeah, yeah, yeah. like I know all. I know what I'm talking about there, but at least I, I surround myself with, I'm just an old fart that at least surrounds themselves with, with young bucks that, that, that know what they're doing with with that type of technology. So And, and rest assured that, uh, you know, with, with uh, Bellator coming up and this Gracie versus Shamrock deal that's going down, I will be pushing some buttons myself. And I will probably be launching my own little uh, attack here to see how do I get to play in the game.
2: Dan, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been a pleasure and a true honor to have the opportunity to interview you today.
0: You can listen to Funky Monkey MMA Radio on iTunes, Stitzer Radio, Blog Talk Radio, Player FM, Cast Roller, the TuneIn Radio app, MMAFutures.com, and FightBookMMA.com. If you want the freshest news and notes on MMA, then check out FunkyMonkeyMMA.com. Interested in sponsoring the show? Then send an email to FunkyMonkeyMMA at gmail.com.
1: You're listening to Funky Monkey MMA.